Some big pieces are coming back in Seattle. Rowan Shaberg, who covers the storm, is here to talk about it. Locked on women's basketball starts now. Are Locked On Women's Basketball. Your daily podcast on women's basketball. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Your team every day. Well, hi there, everyone, and welcome to Locked On Women's Basketball. Thank you for making us your first listen. You are able to download us. We are free. What's better than that? Wherever you can get podcasts. I am your host, Howard Magdal, reminding you, you can follow us also on Twitter at LockedOnWBB. And of course, you hear from us every day from the amazing staff over at The Next. Go to thenexthoops.com. Make sure you subscribe. Support the work that's being done on women's basketball. Over 100 reported pieces every single month. Subscriber revenue goes to our amazing writers, editors, photographers, Help us continue this work and keep on growing it. I'm just in awe of the people I get to work with. And one of those amazing people is Rowan Shaberg, who covers the Seattle Storm for us. Rowan, when you had the opportunity to go down there and talk to these players in person, I know you came at it from a fan perspective. What was it like to make that transition to suddenly these people are face to face with you and talking to you? Yeah, it was crazy. I've I've been a season ticket holder with my parents since I was like 10 months old. I was at the first um, championship the Storm won in 2004 when I was like, you know, little baby. So it's so funny because I've been from that fan, you know, kind of perspective. And every time I'd see one of the players, I'd like freak out. And actually, it's been easier than I expected. Like when I got into the press conference room or, you know, talking to the players, I thought that I would be a lot more starstruck. But I feel like now it's kind of cool to see how it's really, it, you know, it's, it's their job and there's so much that goes in like behind the scenes and they're just so professional and they're so, you know, they're, they're also just so well-spoken and kind. And I, I never felt like they, you know, had an attitude of, you know, we're better than you or we're, you know, whatever. So it's just really nice to know because I've looked up to these people my whole life and now I get to, you know, kind of be in a different position talking to them. And it's just been great. It's been so much fun. I'm really glad. And the work is wonderful that you've been putting together. I, I, I urge anyone and everyone to go to the next and uh, check out your most recent piece. And what's interesting. So we'll start out here. We're going to talk about the three C's that yeah. you have uh, identified chemistry, communication, and confidence. Then we're going to get into a little later on in the program, some of the players who are coming back. And then of course, uh, talk some more about the road ahead uh, in terms of what it means for Seattle. But to start with that, the three C's you identified, chemistry, communication, and confidence. Tell me how you landed on those three. Really, it was just from um, head coach Noel Quinn. Like she, she, those are three words that she uses all the time in, you know, pregame, postgame, like, you know, just everything. She's always talking about how a lot of the storm struggles wasn't necessarily, you know, their shooting mechanics or, you know, just like spacing or something like that. It's just really all learning to play with each other. And she always tells this story about when she was in the league and she was playing with Sue um she you know had like an off shooting night or something and she was just really frustrated and sue was like it's not that you know you're shooting wrong you've been playing basketball for you know how long you're a professional 
It's just that your confidence is off. And so, you know, I really like that, you know, Noel takes a lot of those stories from her time in the league and she brings them in and, you know, kind of applies it to how her players are playing. So yeah, she just talked about those three things a lot. And I just thought that it's fun that they all start with the same letter. So why not kind of include all three of them, but yeah. I think it's interesting. And I was kind of hoping that she would be a player coach. They might sign her to a hardship contract. Yeah. I know. I so. yeah. I mean, you reported this, that they were down to seven players going into that game against the New York Liberty uh, managed nevertheless, not just to win, but to win uh, going away uh, on the second of those two, uh, effectively a back-to-back or Friday, Sunday. Mm-hmm. And so, Clearly, the chemistry was there. Clearly, they're responding to her and responding to the type of adversity that you quoted Brianna Stewart as saying that you couldn't make it up. And just seeing them do that, how much of an impact do you think that has on this team going forward, knowing that even without Sue, and this is a team, as you know, that has not always uh, excelled during the periods of time where they've had to play without Superd, that they were able to still pull things together uh, and win a couple of games uh, shorthanded like that. Yeah. And I think it's also interesting that a lot of the time, if Sue's not there, she's still on the bench. Cause I think a really big role of, you know, of her on the storm is just being kind of like, you know, an assistant coach. And so I, I think that the, I'm, I'm surprised actually how well the storm has done with her being gone because, she, you know, even if she's on the bench, you just watch her and she's, constantly talking to the other assistant coaches, going over, talking to players about what they need to adjust. And I think that that's probably her biggest role on the team right now. And so to not have her and, you know, to still be able to, you know, talk through those, like, you know, they went into overtime and that's a really big, you know, strategy kind of moment where you have to figure out, you know, how are we going to, you know, play these next five minutes and try and pull out a win. And like, it was all done without Sue. So that's, that's really, you know, that's actually probably a good thing. I think that that gives the players a lot of confidence because, you know, there's obviously been a lot of talk about if this is Sue's last season and if she is going to come back in a coaching role. And it kind of seems like if she doesn't, like, you know, I love Sue, but it seems like the storm will be fine, I guess. I I think that, you know, she adds a lot, but um, I think that they've done a really good job of adjusting to, you know, not having her on the bench. Um, But yeah, it's been seven players has been like, just, it just feels like they're, you know, the storm's kind of hovering at seven players and then they add people, they take people off and it's just, yeah, hoping that Sue and Ezzy can come back soon. Cause it's just a lot of, you know, a lot of changes on the roster constantly. <laughs> no, I, I see obviously, and it was really interesting when you talked about specifically the role that Keanu Williams is training camp had in her being able to come in and take on those point guard minutes. Take me through just what you saw from Keanu Williams, you know, what coach Quinn was talking about and just in your own uh, experience, seeing what she was able to bring in her minutes running point. Yeah, I was, I was so happy for her in, you know, the second game she was there on Friday, but she didn't play. And I think Mm -hmm. understandably she, you know, had just flown in, you know, I think she got the call that the storm needed someone at 11 a.m. And she, you know, got on a plane and arrived to Seattle at 5.30 before, you know, before pregame practice. It was just crazy. But on Sunday, she, you know, she played 14 minutes and she just, she looked really good and she looked really confident. And, you know, she had five points, I believe. Yeah, she had five points. And, you know, in a in your 
somewhat rookie debut, you know, she's kind of bouncing around the league. Like that's really impressive. And the way that she was able to, you know, just, she just, you know, ran plays really well and did everything. And I think that that's a testament to the chemistry that she's built on the team. Like I look, I look at that a lot, like aside from just playing on the court, I look at, you know, what, you know, what players are kind of hanging out like after practice and who are, you know, and I think that that adds a lot. And, you know, you could see that she and Mercedes Russell have a really good friendship and they were kind of on the bench, like having a good time. And it just looked like Kiana looked really comfortable being there. And that was really important to her, you know, having big minutes and the coaches trusting her too to have those kind of minutes in a game where, you know, they had just, it had been a really close game before, but they trusted her to come in in this game and, you know, look how it turned out. They won by 30 points. So <laughs> worked out okay. Yeah, I'm pretty sure everybody gets along with Mercedes Russell. I remember even her training camp here in New York. It just, there is uh, a universal yeah. affection <laughs> from Mercedes Russell throughout the league. I, I want to talk about uh, Sue and her performance to date. Uh, but before we do that, I, I do want to talk about something iconic in a similar way. Uh, and that is Built Bar. Built Bar has become an iconic snack for everyone in my household. Uh, we've been eating the puffs. Uh, I've been telling you all about them. They headed something, Built Bar granola bars. They're here. They come in three flavors, chocolate peanut butter, chocolate coconut, and white chocolate berry. You can get a mixed box over at Built.com right now. That's what I did. Uh, I have had so far the chocolate peanut butter and the chocolate coconut, uh, really enjoying them both. They're very different from the bars and for the puffs, but here's why they're not. 150 calories, 15 grams of protein, and only four grams of net carbs. Again, I take these on the go. I take these when I know I'm going to go cover a game. I was at Yankee Stadium for 12 hours yesterday. Uh, three built bars helped me get through my day. So go to built.com and use promo code LOCKED15 and get 15% off your order. That's promo code L-O-C-K-E-D-1-5 for 15% off your order. And Rowan, when you do this, please tell them Grandma Myrna sent you, won't you? Yes, I will. Okay. I will. <laughs> really appreciate that. So speaking of um, elder statesmen, Sue Bird I'm, I know we talked about this. We talked a little bit about this with M. Adler, mm -hmm. uh, you know, who has, has said they're not worried about it. Super shooting 28.3% from the field so far. That is an astonishing number. Uh, she's shooting it a little lower than usual from three, but she's at, I, I mean, this is just a crazy number to me. 8.3% from two so far this year. How worried are we about this? I don't know. I, I ask myself that a lot. I'm like, oh gosh, like it kind of feels, it's a little, it's a little disappointing sometimes like to see her come in the game and being like, you know, a lot of people come like from a, you know, from someone that's been in the arena, it's just a lot of people come for Sue. And I think that it's just really interesting to see how, you know, she still has so much support in it, even if she's kind of starting out the, you know, the season a little bit rough, but I'm not too concerned because I think that, She's just always been able to turn, you know, just to turn things around. Like, I think that when she, it feels like when she sets her mind to something, she can, you know, usually figure it out. Like I'm thinking about, you know, the 2018 
finals that the storm was in where she breaks her nose and that somehow made her a you know more like just better and yeah. it's just crazy like you know if when when she's hit with adversity it it really motivates her it seems like and so now we see her in the health and safety protocols and it's kind of like hmm i wonder hopefully this will give her a little bit of a you know a push and a motivation to kind of try and get that shooting percentage up a little bit but yeah, it's a little disappointing so far this season, but I think M was the one that um, did a little bit of research about, you know, when Sue has started off this season a little bit rough, how she's been able to turn it around. Um, I can't remember the exact years that M found, but like that was definitely gave me some hope for the rest of the season and when she comes back. If you can't believe in Sue Bird's track record, what can you believe in here? Exactly. I, I'm just excited. Sue has three blocks already. So I, I like the idea of Sue Bird Rim Protector. I think yeah. <laughs> evolution as she plays hopefully well into her 50s. I think yeah. my preference would be. But, uh, you know, again, yeah. as we talked about, this is not really stopped the Seattle Storm from being what they need to be. They're second in the lead in defensive rating. They're five and three overall, performing on all cylinders. And it, it, it's almost something that I think gets lost in the shuffle, uh, just how much this goes back to Brianna Stewart, who has to be once again in the MVP conversation. Uh, A thing I try to be conscious of in my own mind is it's easy to get caught on like the new and make sure you don't miss out on, you know, the constant, uh, Mm -hmm. when that constant level of greatness uh, is here, whether it's, you know, somebody like an Elena Deladon, when it's somebody like, a Brianna Stewart or an Asia Wilson. Uh, and so to me, I see Brianna Stewart as significant in ways that will be generational. Uh, that's the way in which I've viewed her career, quite frankly, dating back to her UConn days. For mm-hmm. you, someone seeing her up close, who's had the opportunity for years now. What are you seeing from Brianna Stewart? Is she the same player? Are you seeing anything uh, that is a further evolution of her game? You know, just take me through what your observations are far up close so far. Yeah, I mean, I feel like everything I've observed is a little bit more off the court. It seems like she's just so much more comfortable. And I think that that's really helping her it seems like that's kind of, you know, helping her game get even better. Like she's a lot more, I don't know if like goofy is the right word, but she's just on the bench kind of having fun. And like, you know, I know that there's so much pressure on her, like, you know, look at her stats. Like you can't, you can't look at her stats and not be like, Oh, if she had a bad game or a bad season, like it's going to be weird. But she, she just seems to like, it it seems like she's kind of let go of that pressure a little bit more. And it just seems like she's having such a fun time, like just playing and, Um, it seems like she just is a great teammate too. And she seems to, you know, just want to help everyone. And she still has stats like this, but I see the ways that, you know, she also is, you know, she just, she doesn't just take the ball and, you know, do whatever she wants with it. She, she's always looking out for teammates. She's, you know, just a lot like she's such a dominant player, but she's able to do that. And she's conscious about, you know, her other, you know, her other teammates and, yeah, I just think that she she also just seems a lot more confident to to get to the rim. And she I, I don't know what the stat is, but feels like she's been taking a lot less three pointers this year. And it seems like her assignment is really to just like attack the basket. And she's been doing it so well. There have been so many shots where, you know, you she gets fouled and you're like, how did you make that? It's it's just crazy. Um, so 
a defensively yeah. too. And, and yeah. this is, you know, I was really curious actually in the lead up to our talk today from what I've seen of the storm, it just seems like she's been very opportunistic in terms of getting into passing lanes. Her steal percentage is triple what it was. She's wow. at 5.2%, which is just a crazy number. And you yeah. combine that with the fact that she's once again in single digits in terms of turnover percentage, and she is just generating extra possessions before you totally. even get the fact that she's able to use them as effectively as she is, like you said. Yeah, steals, steals have been really, steals and turnovers have been really important for the Storm. And I think that her along with, you know, when Gabby Williams gets some minutes, like mm -hmm. the two of them are just, you know, will will create possessions for the storm. Like, you know, they're just, they're like with, with, you know, with Stewie's like wingspan and her, you know, just ability to be, yeah, just in the passing lane all the time. Like mm -hmm. she, she just makes, you know, possessions. And then it's so nice to have someone like, you know, Jewel Lloyd or Gabby Williams, who are so fast and, you know, can just get down the court and, you know, make those plays happen. And it's just, yeah, the, the steals and the turnovers are really, have really been important. I don't know what, um, I'm trying to look at the game where, um, you know, they beat the Liberty by 30. Mm -hmm. They had 11 turnovers. And I, I think that that was, and they had 13 steals, which I think was, you know, really key to a lot of those possessions. And six from Stewart. I mean, it's just, yeah. You know, the craziest part about it, and again, this sort of goes back to, let us say, a holistic view of her greatness, right, is that she is somebody who, if she steals the ball, it almost doesn't matter where on the court it is. Exactly. She should be able to maximize it. If she's stealing it near the rim, she's a great finisher at the rim. If she steals and she's a pull-up jumper in transition, she's capable of doing that. She's an elite passer. She's just she has this broad base of skills. And so if you differ live ball turnovers to add to that, she's just going to get that much more efficient. Yeah. It's, it's, it's unreal to watch her play. It's just, she's everywhere on the court and it's like, you know, and she, she just makes it happen everywhere. She can, you know, go to the rim. She can, you know, make free throws. She can do every, everything, give, give her something to do. She'll do it. <laughs> I have, I have never been disappointed by the opportunity to see what yeah. she was on the basketball court in person. And that has always been true. And I, that will always be true. And so, yes, we'll enjoy it. Of course, you know, while you can uh, ahead of who knows what's to come this coming off season. No, I know we, yeah. we won't, we won't discuss that. I know that's a very, that one's, that's hard for me to talk about. <laughs> well, it's, we'll, we'll, we'll live in the now for now. Uh, I, I want to talk about in the now and the not too distant future coming up uh, with what's going on over the next few games that you're going to uh, be at and what you're looking for. But first, I do want to just remind people that we appreciate you making Lockdown Women's Basketball your first listen every day. Um, it has been brought to my attention that there is a league also uh, for men's basketball. Um, I don't know, yeah, if you would hear, yeah, heard of it. no, it's, it's, I mean, certainly in Seattle, there'd be no reason for you to no, have, no. Uh, but it's called the NBA and they're going to hold something called an NBA draft, which I assume is just some derivative of the yeah. NBA draft, uh, which is a glorious event. So make sure you go check out the locked on NBA big board, uh, host Raphael Barlow from NBA draft junkies and author of the NBA big board newsletter is joined by Richard Stamen, Sam Ferris, and Leif Thulin, giving fans an in-depth look into the, I'm sorry, I'm just going to, the NBA, NBA. draft. Okay. 
It's going to take some getting used to. Mock draft, player rankings, and bid boards. Uh, that is also free and available wherever you get podcasts. So, yeah. yeah and and NBA. Okay, yeah. All right. I'll, I'll, I'll practice it this weekend. So, <laughs> meanwhile, this weekend, more importantly, is the Seattle Storm have a homestand coming up. Yes. Uh, you know, games Still, coming up. after... Yeah, eight games. It's like they're, I think it's the franchise record for the most homestands. It's been a whirlwind. <laughs> and embarrassment of riches. You got Dallas on Friday, Connecticut Sunday, and Atlanta Tuesday. What are you looking for out of this? First of all, to assert themselves as, you know, one of the contenders for those top two spots uh, with the Aces and Sun both looking very impressive. Do they have to sweep? And, and second of all, just what are kind of the biggest things coming out of it for you? Yeah, I mean, sweeping has been one of the most important things that, you know, coaches and players have talked about, like during this homestand and just, you know, that home court advantage that while they're having all this adversity, they at least they're at home and, you know, at least they're able to be in a comfortable place where, you know, they're not in a hotel room trying to figure out who is going to come in and play for, you know, for the game. And um, Noel Quinn just talked about like, sleeping in your own bed and just being in your own, like, you know, and being comfortable and then being able to just, you know, try and get these wins now. So then later on in the season, you know, they can be like, great, we won, you know, almost all of our games in the homestand. And now we can kind of, you know, not relax, but relax a little bit. So it's definitely important for them. And they, they've stressed that a lot. Um, just making sure to win these next few games that are still at home. Um, and yeah, I'm really looking forward to the Connecticut game. They, they've been looking really good, um, second in the league right now. And then with Dallas, you know, it's, you know, Noel Quinn talked about the usual, you know, Arike and Marina, you know, trying to shut them down, I think was their main, um, the main emphasis for their game plan for, um, this Friday today, mm -hmm. actually. Um, mm -hmm. but yeah, I'm looking forward to that one. I think that, um, Atlanta also has been interesting. I didn't know until just a few minutes ago when I looked at the standings that they've crept into fourth place in the standings. And so, yeah, yeah. yeah it's, it's crazy. I'm like, I, you know, kind of came out of nowhere. So I'm really excited for that one. Um, and yeah, I think that it's just going to be a really like three really high intensity, you know, games that are really important also. And I think that the storm should be, I don't want to say scared, but a little bit like, you know, preparing because I think a lot of people, when they saw they were playing New York, they're like, okay, like, you know, New York's, you know, second to last in the league right now, what do they have to worry about? But, mm -hmm. you know, I, even from the beginning, like the players and coaches were like, you know, we're not taking this game with New York lightly. It's, you know, they have so much talent that, you know, they're just trying to figure out. And so now to be playing some teams that are a little higher up in the standings, I think that, you know, they use this last week of no games to really prepare for those games. It's going to be fascinating to see. Yeah. For sure. um, I am in word. I can report here at the next that uh, Brianna Stewart is coming to New York on uh, June 19th when they play the Liberty. Oh. So, yeah. I like, I was like, how did I not hear about this? <laughs> Is that legal? I don't think you can. That is, I can, I can exclusively oh. report that my children are very excited to see Brianna Stewart play in person. I would be too. That is, that is, that is going to be 
uh, how we celebrate Father's Day, my wife. Nice. Saying, what, what's going to be the way that you want to do it? I said, Let, let's bring everybody. Let's go down to Barclays. And uh, my Juliet, that is her favorite player. So that's going to be a good time. So, yeah, no, I just wanted, I was kind of a practice run. Yeah, yeah. So, okay. You're getting me ready I, for next February. <laughs> we'll see. We'll see. Oh, well, gosh. Nolan Shaberg, and you can follow her at her name, R-O-W-A-N-S-C-H-A-B-E-R-G. Uh, you've been doing such a great job. I'm so glad Thank to have you. you on the broadcast. You'll be here, I'm sure, many times in the future. Keep going. Thank you so much for your time. And thank you all of you for listening. Make sure you're subscribing. Thank you for making us your first listen every day. Check out our work at thenexthoops.com too. I am Howard Magdal wishing you a wonderful weekend. Locked On Women's Basketball. Your daily podcast on women's basketball. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Your team every day.